This is Deep Blue, where we get the true life stories of BYU athletes, coaches, and fans. Here's your host, Jerem Jordan. On today's show, I chat with a man who's been doing games on BYU TV with men's volleyball for 20 plus years. We don't actually know the number. We'll ask him. He's nationally known for phrases like gnarly, quoting 80s and 90s movies like Karate Kid, put him in a body bag, and many others. And he's a man who somehow overcame brain cancer to the point of not even missing a broadcast. He's my partner in crime for men's volleyball games on BYU TV, entering our 14th year together. Steve Vale. What's up, Steve? What's going on, Jaron? Matt, thanks for having me out. Uh, Over the Top is a show that we used to have, so mm-hmm. you should be familiar with these studios, right? Like, a little is, bit. Oh, yeah, this is like going home. Old hat. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Okay, so let's answer that question I brought up. How long have you been doing men's volleyball on BYU TV? Well, that is a great question, and uh, they didn't keep a whole lot of great records, apparently, when I first started because nobody really knows. In fact, the producer, <laughs> when I first started, is no longer here. And yep. uh, Who was it? Jason Parker? Jason Parker, My yeah. first boss here. Okay. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that I, I really don't remember it was oh one oh two maybe maybe oh three but uh it's been a little while let's had the olympics happened in salt lake uh when you started do you remember oh see that would have been a good milestone to, to but i don't remember i don't know <laughs> i i remember i had brain cancer so there i just throw that card out every chance i get yes as you should <laughs> i mean that's incredible that you're still with us let alone like i said you didn't even miss a match so we, we will get to that. We will get to that. Okay. Okay, so what what's the – I know you're from Santa Barbara. Every time BYU would play UCSB, we'd have some fun with that. Uh, Sean Olmstead, the head coach of the men's team, is from Carpinteria, which is nearby. Right there. So there's, there's, there's a sort of Santa Barbara connection with BYU volleyball. So how does kind of volleyball enter the fray for you? So my older brother, uh, he's about eight years older than me. He played when they were still a club. So he was somewhere early to mid to late 80s. I graduated high school in 88. Uh, but so I played like a couple years of club and things like that. But uh, I actually, uh, I didn't, there's a whole long story about why I didn't play high school volleyball. But uh, you didn't play high school volleyball? And I did not. Did you play, I, was there a club at the time? Yeah, there, yeah, I played, there was like Gold Coast Volleyball Club or something like that. So we had to travel uh, an hour or so south to go do that. I just remember the net was like a mile high and I was just this. <laughs> geeky little kid with like size 13 shoes and in like five six I don't even know I was little and and small and I couldn't I had no strength and I, it was just horrible but uh I watched my brother play and I and then the BYU would come down there was uh it was like the elephant bar tournament I think mm-hmm. that Santa Barbara would invite them yeah, to yeah. every year and they would stay at my house and so they I would knew stay at your house. yeah so That's Les cool. Callis who's still a ref here yep uh he uh I've known him and Sam Matoa who coaches for UV women's um, they'd come over and stay at your house. Yeah, they'd as be players? so. I yeah, I knew these guys when oh, wow. I was little. So I've grown up with them, and and now you're yelling at Les for making bad calls. <laughs> now, <laughs> now he turns to me. He's like, "Was that right?" I'm like, "No, Les, that was wrong. You you blew it again." <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of how it got started with my brother Rob, and I I would watch him turn the heads of like pretty girls, and I'm like, "Okay, I got to learn how to play that sport." <laughs> this is my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So did Rob play at BYU, or he what did. did he do? Yeah. yeah, so he played, I want to say his last year was like 88 or 9, 88 or 89. His right last before. year, yeah, his BYU last year was when uh, Sean Patchell's freshman year mm. was my brother's last year. I remember hearing that at some point. But, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of cool. Like, I moved up here out of high school and just started uh, playing a ton and uh, loved it. How much older is Rob? 
than me. He's uh, eight years, almost to the day. Oh, He's a big uh, gap. November 20, no, sorry, November 14th, and I'm November 16th. So we're literally like eight years apart. And he was like your idol. Oh, like, totally. As an like, older brother. Yeah, life. just, uh, you know, he played water polo in high school and This is a very California surfer. Thing. Yeah, and right, polo, right. Right. And he surfed and he did all these things. And I was kind of a chubby kid as a, uh, when I was little. So I didn't surf. And I, I tried water polo and just sank to the bottom like a rock. It was just horrible. So I, yeah, I, uh, he was a, he was one of those kids that kind of was awesome in high school. And I was just trying to figure my body out at that point, you know, just just awkward and slow and just <laughs> sad. But uh, you you're, know, you're one of the Stranger Things kids. <laughs> totally, I was told, <laughs> I totally relate to that show. It totally resonates. Missing teeth. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so you play volleyball in high school. Are you are you good at this point? Are you like, hey, I can play. I know what I'm doing at this point. No, I and and without the gory details, the coach at Santa Barbara High. Uh, we had issues with my older sister and my older brother. And so by the time I came around, my parents were like, no way, you're not going in there with that guy. And Meaning it, you di- didn't get along and there were I, problems? I mean, and- I don't know what I can say on here, but he had a, a horrible reputation with – he coached the girls and the boys. Mm-hmm. And he had a horrible reputation uh, with the girls. And my sister wouldn't uh, play ball, so to speak. And so he made her life really hard. And mm-hmm. then my older brother – Dave, who's kind of in the middle, he's like six, seven, lefty, could have been really good, but he apparently attitude, I don't know. But by the time I came along, after the, the crash and burn with those two, my parents were like, you're not going anywhere near that coach. And so- So you didn't play high school at all. So, well, I moved over to San Marcos High School my junior and senior year, but it was kind of too late at that point. Uh, to avoid uh, the coach? Uh, well, yeah, that's a whole nother long story why I moved over. But uh, no, I was I tried to go to San Marcos, but- because the boundaries and whatnot, they made it really difficult. So I had to go to Santa Barbara High for two years and then uh, and then left. Uh, another story, another time. And then uh, went over to San Marcos High, and I tried out my, my junior year, and I told the coach, I said, I'll play uh, JV, I'll play whatever. Just I just want to be out. I, like, I loved the game already, even though I was horrible. Uh, and he's like, I'm sorry, i got to give that spot to the younger guys coming up. So even my senior year, I tried out again. And uh, and then I didn't make it. And in fact, there was a, there was a there was a time in the weight room, and the coach uh, kind of made fun of me the way I was doing curls, because I was on you know on the bench kneeling down doing them, and he's like, "What are you doing? You dig volleyballs like that?" And and he was trying to get me to stand up straight and do my curls. We're on the radio; she can't see what I'm doing. But it, his way of doing it, like I get it, that's a good way to do curls. But I'm like, no, coach, I dig volleyballs like this. And I made it, the whole team laugh at his expense, and I was gone. Like, I, <laughs> I was, I oh, was no. out of the – so I, I wasn't probably going to make it anyway, but that did not help my chances because I – you know me. I'm a smart mouth. Uh, you, you know, you've worked <laughs> with me enough to know. And well, we put uh, a mic in front of you on purpose. We like it. <laughs> right? We love it. You like my smart mouth. Yeah, so but he did not. And uh, you're a great coach. I think he might even still be there. I'm not even sure, but uh, – you know, I uh, yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't play in high school, which is really sad because I wish I had. How did you satiate that uh, that itch, that urge to play volleyball? The, the beach exclusively? Um, no, I, one of my buddies who was a year or so younger, he was at San Marcos and he was playing, and we would pepper and hang out a bunch and and go to the beach and like pretend uh, like we knew what we were doing. And I mean, the sand. Uh, and I, I played sandball up here in Utah, and it's different. It's not. It's like you know, hard packed with like a sprinkling of sand over the top. Santa Barbara, it's like, you know, 
it's reaching up and grabbing you. It's 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 hard to walk, let alone trying to move around and jump and play volleyball. So it was, you know, at that age I was slow anyway. So it was it was hard, but we would do it and it was fun. And so when I moved up here right out of high school, I lived at the Glenwood. Uh, you know, the, the Glen, Glen Hood. The baby. Glen Hood. Yeah, I lived there. And again, that's that sand court that's like, is it a sand court or is it just dirt with a little <laughs> bit of sprinkling of sand on yep, top? Yep. And I played all day, every day. Mm. And uh, I just fell in love with it. And I couldn't get enough. It was awesome. So at this point, you know, and, and this is a, if people are listening to this that enjoy, uh, you know, the men's volleyball broadcast mm-hmm. and whatnot. I think people think you went to BYU and played at BYU. That's like an, a natural, normal assumption. Of course. You did not. Right. Like Part of me is like starting to think, maybe I did, and I just forgot <laughs> that I did. <laughs> I'm going to talk to the sports information department and just slide you into like the 94 <laughs> team put or me something. on the roster? Yes, yes. Oh, that's too For funny. Yeah, I'll even find a picture from back then and, and <laughs> we'll use that. No, I uh, – again, I, I was uh, – I maybe could have, and I had a, a decent relationship with Carl McGowan. Um, but it's funny. I uh, I played over at UV, UVSC at the time, and uh, super fun. Got to know a lot of great players. A couple of us, um, shoot, uh, Casey Patterson and uh, Joe Hillman and, uh, oh, gosh, Brian, I apologize, Brian Stewart. Yeah, Brian Stewart. Uh, we all played together over there, and then they, they came on over to BYU to play, and I don't know. I uh, this is going to sound horrible with the BYU audience, but I, it was a job at BYU. I watched their practices. I watched guys throwing up in trash cans. Our practices were like fun, and we're you know it was a it was a blast. And I would come over here and watch it, and I was like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't know. Like I love beach volleyball. Like that's my thing. I, I'm I'm probably a way better beach player than I am indoor, um, but I just uh, I don't know. I. I would watch the practices and 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 I would I was really good friends with all those guys because we would play outdoor together, but uh, and Steve Hines at the time was just like, dude, you need to just come over here. He's like, I had to take the SAT, you know, like three times to get in or whatever it was, mm-hmm. ACT, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't know, maybe. And he's like, dude, if I can get in, you can get in. And I was like, well, it's really not that. I just I really enjoy the game and I don't want to hate it because I there was a lot of guys that mm. ended up. Really not liking the game very much. Carl was hard. Carl was really brutal. He loved to break guys down and then build them up his way. And it obviously worked. I mean, he was an amazing coach. But, I mean, he would, like, destroy guys' lives. Uh, I have a couple of really good friends of mine that just washed out because it was too much. They couldn't do it. And I, I don't know if I was worried about that, but I just – I don't know. For me, it was all about fun. If you the, the color code book for personalities, I'm like yellow with a little bit of white. Like I'm all about just having a party. Like I just want to have fun. And it and they they did it wasn't fun there. It didn't look like it was fun. Mm-hmm. Being on the court and playing in front of five thousand people, yes. But to get to that point to start on BYU's team, it's a grind. And they work their guts out. And uh, I don't know. I at the time I was just like, hey man, I'm I'm having I'm living the dream right now, the way it is, how it is. And so I, I didn't chase it. I probably should have. In hindsight, I wish I had. But at the time, I'm like, yeah, it's too much. You know, I have a son now who's six six and pretty decent, getting better. He's still raw, but he talks about BYU. I'm like, dude, you better, you better hit the books, bro, because it's not, <laughs> it's not. You know, he's he's missing school today to go with snowboarding. So I'm like, dude, that's uh, you know what I'm saying. Like, sounds the, like it's going really well. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's you got to take it a lot more serious than that. So I've never heard that, and every 
uh, I have a theory that everyone who's great at something has some massive character flaw. Like, you can't be amazing at everything and be the – you can't be this uh, disciplined coach and be the cool guy. Yeah, you, know you really I mean? can't. Like, no. There's certain, there's certain spaces you can't enter and whatever. Right. So that's interesting with Carl, like, from a player's perspective of, hey, that was demanding yeah. and I didn't want it. And he, that's okay. He scared me. Like, no joke. He scared everybody. And that was his whole thing. He, he was just – in fact, even <laughs> – I think even the administration was afraid of Carl. Like, nobody liked Carl because he was just really difficult. He knew what he wanted and he knew how to get there. And he didn't care who he mowed over to make it happen. And, but, I mean, again, it, after, after I got through college and was just living here and, and I would see him here at BYU and stuff for uh, when we were doing broadcasts, such a cool dude. So fun. Love the guy. But as a kid, to try to to be in his fold, yeah, he scared me. He was uh, he was a pretty serious dude. <laughs> One time, and and I didn't I didn't know all this about Carl per se, mm. but I knew he was legendary and that he was pretty uh, disciplinarian. Mm. He said something complimentary about the broadcasts oh. early on when we started going, and I was over the moon flattered. Oh I yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, Carl right? McGowan said we did something good. Like, because I knew there was this history of, like, demanding, right? Right. And, again, I'm not saying, and I don't think you are either, like, that his way wasn't good. It just wasn't for you. No. Right? It really, really wasn't. Yeah. And, and listen, we've heard stories about Al Skates from UCLA where we're like, oh. no, that sounds awful or whatever. Right. 19 national titles. Like, right. Like Bobby what, Knight. Like, right? What do you Throwing want? chairs at kids. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, you know, Heather Olmstead is a demanding head coach that requires a certain amount of da da da. Absolutely. She wins, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like the players that buy in love her. And that's and love the thing. It. They respect her yes, for that. Absolutely. Right. They probably complain and moan in, in the moment when they're there. It's like Michael Jordan. I don't know if you watched uh, yes. The Last Dance. His teammates were like, yeah, he was hard. Like a bad teammate. <laughs> right. Is what they felt like. But right? because he had this, this goal of excellence, yep. and he's like, to get there, we don't play around. We we do what we need to do to get there. Yes, and and good for him, and that's why he was as good as he was. I don't think a demanding coach can't exist in twenty twenty two per se. Although uh, the kids that come out now are different than the kids that came out when, that's when you and I were younger. Very right? very different. Um, and there's a certain element of how relatable do you want to be to them and da 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 da. da. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to each their own. But what we know is, you know, that worked and it won. And what Heather's doing works and wins. What Mike Littlewood does in terms of being demanding with baseball teams works. Um, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's, that's interesting. Okay. So you're at UBSC. You're having fun. Mm-hmm. You're playing volleyball. It feels like you injected yourself into this volleyball community that is not exclusively BYU. It's bigger than BYU. But BYU is certainly a big part of it here with an NCAA you know, men and women's volleyball team in UBSC and UVU growing over the years. What is that like to be a part of that volleyball community? Because I sit there courtside and people are coming up to you like yeah. during the match, it's after fun. the match, and they want to talk. That's fun. To relive uh, the glory years, to talk about sure. what we just saw, Guys talk about seen this one tournament years. or right. whatever. Like I'm always, in the 14 years of doing this, I, I, I'm still surprised at like how awesome and widespread that community is. It is such a tight community too. It's it's amazing, and it it spreads into uh, to Salt Lake as well. It's more, I think, the the outdoor scene is uh, because that kind of um, it kind of breaks down the barriers of this school, that school. Mm. Because while we played BYU, I think a couple times when I was at uh, UV, did we, you ever win? We <laughs> we played 
it, I think we won once or was really close when they came to our place. But we played in the Marriott Center right after basketball game. 7,000 people were still there to watch it. It was 98, I believe, right? But it was Ryan Millar and that basically that same team. And there was a dude from Australia named Van Beast, and he was literally <laughs> his name was perfect. Van Beast. He chestered me on a on a, he he kind of spatched his jump serve, but it was so fast and so hard I couldn't get out of the way. And he just hit me in the chest. It felt like cannon fire, like it was just, <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing like you're thing. Johnny Knoxville or something. Seriously, it was like yeah, it was on their show. It was it was embarrassing because there's all these people there, and to get to have a ball hit you that you know is going out of bounds is so embarrassing when it's a serve. You're the but original Scott Sterling? It, literally, except it, thank heavens it wasn't my head. That probably would have brought the cancer on a little faster. But uh, no, it, uh, it, it rocked me. And it was like three straight, embarrassing three straight. Like just, you know, and I think back then it was going to 15, regular yeah. scoring. It was like 15, three, 15, four. Like it was bad. Like they just wiped the floor with us. So I have no... I. My my cancer wasn't so bad that I'm like, oh yeah, we were right there. No, they just they were so much above our team, and our team was pretty good for the club era. Yeah. But uh, but with the outdoor volleyball, there were probably only a couple guys that I ever played with and against that were better than me that I couldn't beat. Jesse Gant and uh, Kevin Hambly teamed up for a couple of years, mm. and as good as my partner and I were. I don't think we ever beat those two. Jesse Gant, Amy's husband, yes. played here as well. Yeah. He's one of our broadcasts. And then Kevin Hambly, and, national championship winning coach at Stanford. Right. These Williams are these player. are some pretty pretty big names. And but I mean and I remember Troy Tanner playing with him once and that's a funny story, but he yeah, he demolished me. But most of those guys that would play and even uh 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 Casey Jennings, who went on to be a really good A V P player, um most of those guys I was either with or even maybe a little bit better. And so I gained their respect for that reason. Even though I was at UV and not at BYU, we were all really good friends and we all uh, just hung out. Like every Saturday at every tournament, we would all just hang out and, and have a blast together. So it kind of broke down those walls. And Utah didn't have a very good club team. And so, uh, but all those guys were good outdoor players too. So we would all, all just hang out and, and just party every weekend. It was so fun. And, and that community, that volleyball community, is I don't even know it kind of I don't know if it defines who I am, but it, it's it's a very big part of of me as a person because I I have so many friends uh, through volleyball and it's it's awesome I it's amazing to me that and I'll see guys I haven't seen in 15 years that are hey I'm in town I wanted to come say and I'm like and it floods. you're like this beacon for them I don't know about because that. they know where you're gonna be yeah that's true they know I you're guess. gonna be there sure. and they can go to you which is super cool sure sure um, you mentioned uh, Casey Jennings so he of course marries Carrie Walsh yeah Jennings who right. is one of the greatest probably the greatest she's like Karai Karai of the women's yes like she was amazing yes I don't think people understand yeah her husband is a former BYU player which is mm. super cool right Ryan right. Millar has a podcast which is awesome and uh, yeah he's he's uh, had him on talking about it everything and so cool. Super cool. And all the connections to to with volleyball and BYU specifically in volley, the volleyball world, men and women, it's pretty awesome to where you have different uh, players that played under Carl mm-hmm. that are in the game. We've talked about Kevin right. Hambly mm-hmm. and Jalen Reyes is an assistant at Nebraska. Of course, Sean uh, here and many, Hugh many McCutcheon. others. Hugh McCutcheon right. in Minnesota. Right. Um, who won a gold with the 08 men's team. And crazy story there is, you know, in, in uh, Shanghai there. Or Beijing, excuse me. Right. Just the connections of volley. Like you think, hey, it's kind of this niche sport. 
Yeah. And BYU's like up in the mountains in the West. Like why? They don't right. go to the beach. Like they couldn't possibly <laughs> right. have any influence on this. It is far from that. It is yeah. incredible. So Love you and it. I get to sit there and sort of be a conduit to sort of this information and the teams. And it's just been so fun. Me too. Last 14 I... years, 20 plus for you. Like yeah. it's one of the more enjoyable parts of my job, my life. Uh, same here. Same here. I'm so like – Gracious, like I'm like so much gratitude in my heart that I keep getting invited back to do this because it is so fun for me to just be around the game and around the players and the coaches. And, and I mean, Sean's a few years younger than me, so I don't remember knowing him very well in Santa Barbara. Um, I think I had a crush on one of his older sisters for a while. Uh, Ginger, if you're listening, just kidding. That was like 100 years ago. But I, you know, again, 15, 16 years old, 100 years ago. But, uh, the and I his dad also Rick who was and, and is still very much uh, in the game in terms of refing and whatnot and he scared me too I, I remember having oh he him. still scares me yeah he's just he's a very serious guy and he knows his stuff but now it's more I wouldn't say like we're peers but it's the relationship has changed and morphed a little bit yes and it's it's awesome I love sitting in and talking to him it's been a little while but uh, we've had a couple of really fun conversations and, and Carl was the same way you know it just when all of a sudden. I'm not, you know, a, a kid that he's got to scream at. We're just kind of almost peers, which is was always so fun. So how did you get involved in the men's volleyball broadcasts? That's a funny story. So I, uh, there was a, what is it, uh, Liberty Square, I think, mm-hmm. like 5th and 5th. Uh, and it had a kind of a smaller volleyball court, maybe basketball, volleyball. Um, it was a pretty tight little facility. And all of us volleyball guys found it. And and so we started showing up every Saturday and kind of kicking out the guys that live there or whatever. And, and it was fairly competitive and pretty fun. Chris McGowan, who at the time was doing, I think, the color and maybe Holly Rowe was doing the the play by play. Fun fact. People don't know Holly Rowe. Yeah. A lot of, of KBYU connection her. there. Yeah. Now she's with ESPN. With, she's been with ESPN for a long time, but now she's called football number one sideline reporter. That's so she's cool. back with the jazz. She's oh, wow. women's suit. I didn't know that. She's like, she's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Right. And I think she was probably leaving to go do that, to chase that dream. And so we got done playing one day and Chris was like, hey, would you ever want to do like BYU TV? I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, you know, like I would do the play by play and you would do the color. I'm like, I don't even know what that means. And <laughs> and he's like, you know, you, you're on in front of the camera and we talk volleyball. I'm like, no way, dude. I'm not doing that. That's so scary. And he's like, oh, okay, well, hold on. Don't give up that easy. He's like, what do I have to do? How do I? And he's like, look, just come and meet the producer, and we'll, we'll bring home some, some uh, VHS tapes for you. To, <laughs> for you, that's how long it's been, uh, for you to kind of look and see what we do and how it works. And, and uh, you know, maybe we'll, we'll try it once and see how it goes. And so back then, we would only do maybe three, four matches. Uh, and uh, anyway, and we were in a Totally different place when we were watching the games or whatever, but uh, yep, it was the other side. But Atlanta was there yeah. still, which was really cool. Like, Atlanta's so I, yeah, behind the scenes with us now. yeah. So I've I've known her for a long, long time. But uh, so we started doing it. It's still the very beginning. We call it the stand up. You know, we sit there and we talk. But it still freaks me out. But man, you wouldn't. <laughs> I was so true. a deer in the headlights the first you know sixteen years we were doing this. <laughs> Uh, That's more even better. Well, and, and they would make us. They would make us stand up and everything, yep. and everyone's watching, and, and yep. it would just, it would just freak me out. But uh, 
Yeah, it, so that's how it got started is Chris just asked me. Hmm. And I'm like, well, I didn't even play there, dude. He's like, so what? It doesn't matter. Like, you know volleyball and you're funny and let's go check it out. So I'm like, all right. And I've had probably a, quite a few uh, over the years BYU volleyball players. How do you get to do that? Why are, <laughs> why are you in there? And I'm like, I don't know. I just got lucky, I guess. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's How'd kind of funny. Yeah, that? what are you doing in there? Oh, man, that's funny. <laughs> so he must have sensed uh, what we know now, which is you're, you're a fun hang. A lot of people force how they broadcast, like mm. how they talk, how mm. they present themselves. And, and sometimes it feels fake to me. It's like, just talk. Yeah. You know, and there's a certain amount of broadcast pizzazz you can add, but like the, to me, there's a line that you cross where it's like, okay, now you're being right. weird. Right. But with you, it's like 100% natural. Like, and I think that's what people like the most. That's what I like oh, in cool. hanging out with you on the air yeah. is, oh, it's like we're just chilling watching. Yeah. It's like we're not on TV and we're just sitting, sipping some Coca Cola. Seriously, and hot talking about the game. That's right. the allure of what you provide for this. Yeah. Because people compliment me a lot on the men's volleyball broadcast specifically and i say it's all about steve like <sighs> it's it's mostly steve and it's like that volleyball is chill mm. it's just a more chill game right and and i even sense this i don't know why even like men's versus women's women's feels a little more structured and yeah, formal sure where um maybe that has to do with like more teams nationally or something i don't know but with men's it's literally like we're at the beach yeah and we're right. just hanging out and then you really add to that <laughs> which is the best. <laughs> it's the best, man. Like, I really, really enjoy it. And the team's good. That helps. Yeah, right, right. Like, if BYU sucked every year, <laughs> it's probably yeah. a little different. Right. But BYU's good every year. Like, all the the crowd, the venue, um, the ability that we have to drive this Ferrari, is known as BYU TV. Right. Like, all right. of this combined should just be super fun. Absolutely. And I, I totally agree with the fact that the whole thing is just done very, very well. And I'm so blown away that I can just come out and, and just and just talk and, and try to make jokes and be silly or whatever. And it and it works and it comes across okay. The first time somebody came back, in fact I think it was after one of the first matches we did, or I might even have been the I don't even know what his role is, but he would be in the truck and he'd be kinda, you know, okay, now go talk about this or that. Anyway, he would. I could hear him laughing in my ear when I would say something. I'm like, okay, well, I guess that was kind of funny because you don't. Was we it don't, Jason Parker, the producer, or somebody? It else? wasn't the producer. It was somebody else that uh, was there. And I honestly, it's no, no, really supposed that I don't to be know. in your ear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I mean, he maybe was, the director, right? And the director too would be like, oh, that was too funny, or that was this, or that was that. And I was like, and it gave me a little more confidence mm-hmm. to to be myself and yes. to to make jokes and point stuff out. Uh, because I really, I don't know. I don't have a, a background in this. I don't have a degree or anything. I just, yeah. you know, I'm just talking volleyball. And I think Chris was like, yeah, we can't shut Steve up. He's always talking. So maybe he would do okay. And people are like, oh, isn't it so scary? I'm like, yeah, when the darn camera's right in front of me, I hate that part. But once I'm sitting down and you and I are just watching a volleyball match talking, there's no pressure. There's no stress. It's just yeah. fun. Yep. It's literally the best seats in the house. Yep. <laughs> it's so awesome. And uh, we're, we're fortunate to be. Uh, Very much fortunate, yes. Be, to be doing it. And I've loved over the years, too, just getting to know the guys on the team. Mm-hmm. So I, at BYU TV, I do play-by-play to a bunch of different stuff. But the only thing that is like I'm not the backup on as a play-by-play is men's volleyball. Mm. It's that that one I'm the primary guy. And yeah, so you there's are. something special about that. So it's fun to go to practice and interact with the team in a way that's a little different where when I'm the sub, I still feel connected, but like 
if Spencer like can't like do it, guest. then I do it. Right, you're like right? a guest here. So I love women's soccer and women's volleyball and baseball and softball and women's hoops. These other sports that I do, right? You know, occasionally, but men's yeah. volleyball, it's like, and it's and it's my thing. And like, how cool are special. those? And not that the other sports, the girls and guys, aren't cool. There's something about volleyball players that. I don't know. I, I like they're my people. Like it's like <laughs> I've got I got to go to a couple of qualifier like AVP qualifiers and I just got blown out of the water and it was horrible. I was old and I shouldn't have done it, but it was an amazing experience. You're saying as a player? So yeah, I went to a couple probably oh seven. So I'm what thirty six. So I'm I'm old at that time. But you know it. We got to go and hang out and then Jake Gibb and. Uh, you know, the both Casey's were there, or whatever. So we got VIP seats and stuff, and got to hang out with a lot of the players. And it, I mean, they're no joke, like no ego, because you don't have to have ego when you're that good. You don't have to tell everybody how good you are because it's obvious how good you are. So they're just being themselves and just they're super cool, super fun. And uh, oh my gosh, I, I to be around guys like that and and the BYU guys here at school are the same. They're just so chill, so fun and funny and laid back and it's literally like like my peeps, you know. Yes. It's it's sad cuz now I'm a little bit older and I don't play outdoor as much, so I don't know the guys as well as I used to. So that that part's kind of hard for me and now that I live up in the sticks, I uh in fact, I was wearing this in there. I'm like, I'm gonna get beat up. These guys. BYU stuff. Yeah, because I'm up in by. Logan. I'm up by. Yeah, I'm up by Utah State, and and uh, a lot of those guys not big fans. So I think they. Shocking. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I have no problem with you guys. Anyway, it's kind of funny, but uh, yeah, it's. And then you sneeze, and you're like football mess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't be mad at me. I do the volleyball, you're and like, you guys don't even have volleyball. I went to UVU. <laughs> Yeah. Right. Not in men's, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, we we're talking about coaching connections. Rob Nielsen mm-hmm. is up at Utah State with yeah. the women's team now, which is super cool. Yeah, I got to see him over the summer at a, at a tournament. He's like, you're here right now? I'm like, yeah, my son and I are playing. He's like, no way. He's like, I'm over in left. It was like at a baseball place, a softball place. He's like, I'm in uh, right field right now. My son's playing with, uh, oh, gosh, his son was playing with somebody else we know's son, and it was really fun and, and cool. I can't remember. But uh, – so we kind of hooked up right there, like, uh, you know, uh, in between center and right field and just sat there and talked for like a half hour. It was oh, so great. cool. Yeah, it's so cool. That's great. Yeah, Rob's one of the best. Such He's a good dude. so awesome. Such a good dude. Love it. Um, at, you know, in, in 20 years when Sean's done or whatever, if Rob gets a chance, great. Oh, I like, know, right? A, a guy like that, right? Um, for sure. Would, would be amazing. Okay, so do you have any fun experiences that stick out or people or, or games that you've really loved over the 20-plus years you've done with us on BYU TV? Oh, man, there has been there have been some really good ones. Girl, I, to just pick one out of the hat is rough. Um, you know, you know, not right off the top of my head, nothing, nothing specific about a certain game or a certain uh, team or, or anything, but uh, – I think probably one of the funnest things over the last 15, 20 years uh, is when the Sanders were here because they were always so like, you are so nice to our son. You guys are are just saying the nicest things. I'm like, have you seen your son play? Like, how could you not say nice things about (laughs) Brandon or, or, yeah, Yeah. or Taylor? I mean, they're so darn good. But their family kind of just took us in and with the, the grandma juice and the whole thing. 
and I see their family they around here. They bring us this carbonized drink that's like Tang meets you the can't. strongest Sprite of all time <laughs> meets mango. Very sugary, very amazing. It was delicious. Yeah. yeah. And so like that whole, because we had four years of that with Taylor and then he moved on. And right after that, Brandon comes in and. and uh, Literally eight years in a row. Oh, uh, yeah. Awesome. And I was like super sad when all of a sudden that, I'm like, do you have any more brothers coming? <laughs> Can you adopt a kid? <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I mean, that that whole thing was was so, so fun. Okay. One that sticks out to me that was that was pretty fun. And I think you'll remember this. 2013 semifinal of the MPSF tournament. BYU is playing UCLA and is down 0-2. And then in the third is down something like uh, eight to one. Or something. Oh, like yeah, it's something you don't ever come and back from. And then comes back and wins. Buick came back. It was like unbelievable. Was that the one where where uh, Al threw a fit and no, it wasn't that. There one. were probably a lot of them. Yeah, I was gonna say, but there was narrow that, that down. For that me. was at you're saying skate skate. Yeah, like where he he like uh, appealed and, and then like, they the next we're not day gonna... replayed. Yeah, that was at UCLA. Okay, that, okay, we didn't do that one. Yeah, but that was weird too. Yeah, the rivalry with BYU and UCLA is is epic. At totally. Carl McGowan's funeral, Chris McGowan went up there and said, my dad taught me a lot of things. One of them was that it was okay to hate UCLA. <laughs> and, it, and I was I was like, amen! That, you know, just, like, that just broke the I place like, up. Yes! That was so cool. Hate UCLA if you're BYU volleyball. Like, Utah doesn't have men's volleyball. There's right. not a thing there. It's right. UCLA. Right. Which, by the way, UCLA is the regular season finale for us this year. Uh, which would be very fun. Down in the water. Ooh. Yes, which would be great. Yeah, the Sanders were incredible. We've covered teams that have gone to NCAA tournaments and played for national championships. We're still waiting for that first one since 04. darn it. Which has been a bummer, but when people – because I've told people, I've watched BYU lose a national championship in person four times, Oof. and it's painful. But it doesn't mean the journey wasn't awesome. Right. Like, I still have a smile on my face about this whole experience, and even those seasons, including last year when BYU – Lost to Hawaii in three. Yeah. Because the journeys that we take with these teams in these home matches, and now the last two years, we do every home match, which is different. Which is so cool. It used to be like four. Crazy. We do, we're going to do 14. Which is nuts. We're with them on this journey. Yeah. I told Ben Patch, uh, one of the standout BYU All Americans a couple years ago, when he showed up as a freshman, I said, hey, we're we're gonna go on a fun journey together, and he <laughs> just kind of awesome. looked at me like I don't like, even know you. <laughs> yeah, who are you? But like by the end, right? He totally was like, "Now I get it. We're homies, right. and we enjoy this journey right. together. It's just so fun. A lot of that has to do with winning. Yeah. A lot of that has to do with the culture of volleyball. But it's like the Smith Fieldhouse on a packed Friday or Saturday. Oh my night. gosh! Like the only time it's really matched for me is when BYU plays Gonzaga in the Marriott right, Center, right? And sometimes St. Mary's. That's and and women's volleyball the last couple of years when they play Utah, mm. it's at that then level. It's a, now. Right, right. And, and there's a couple big. other times too. That's the only other time I feel that where it's like this is a big freaking deal the, right in, now. The energy in the building in those moments is like, we can barely hear ourselves talk when yes. we're trying to do the broadcast. It's electric. It's so fun. It's so fun. I mean, you can't you can't even put into words how amazing that is. And we're not even on the court per se. We're just watching it like yeah. everybody else. But it's like, you know, the goosebumps and the and the hairs are standing on end. So fun. So fun. Oh, my gosh. It's I, amazing. I think there are two types of BYU fans. The ones that know about volleyball and the mm-hmm. ones that don't. Mm-hmm. True. The ones that don't, come on in. Right. Like, watch it or come to the venue. I promise you it'll be fun. I promise you. <laughs> right. It's just the ones that haven't tried it yet. Right. 
It's because it, they don't really know. It tastes so good. It still blows me away that this country. It's funny. I grew up riding motocross like a ton as a kid. And I was like, Dad, how come like America doesn't care about motocross? I mean, you have supercross and stuff like that, but it's 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 a small niche group. So then I, I you know, I played baseball for like eight years in Little League, but I never went anywhere with that. And then I gravitated to volleyball, and it's still I'm like, hey, man, how come America doesn't understand how cool this sport is? Because it still hasn't really taken off the way you would think that it would. I don't know how – I think it's because a lot of people haven't tried it, haven't tasted it. Maybe, right? <laughs> and in the women's game, it's a big deal. Mm. Title well, IX has been a positive influence in yeah. that way, where in the youth club ranks, massive. Yeah. Um, and it's growing with boys and now men. So yeah. – Historically, black colleges and universities are adding some. Mm. D2 and 3s are adding a lot. D1 is about 35 to 40 teams and two that compete for one national championship. Mm -hmm. Most people don't understand that. It's one and two that compete. But it's not like 100 or 200 or 300. Like, it's not Florida State versus Oregon for the national title in men's. Right, right. It's Hawaii and it's UCLA and it's Ohio State and Lewis and Loyola. Like, Lewis and Loyola, who? (laughs) You've heard of Loyola Chicago because the men's basketball team, they've gone to the Final Four like a couple times now. Yeah. And BYU and it's like Penn State. And, yeah, there's just a couple out there. Well, then I hear that, like, the women's beach volleyball is, like, the most watched sport during the Olympics. And I'm like, but that's not even about volleyball. It's, oh, they're wearing bikinis. And so all these people are watching it, but they're, and that just drives me they crazy. They understand Because the it's game. not, yeah. You I know. mean, the men's, and now they've got guys that are like, you know, almost seven feet tall and they're athletic. Yeah. And they're like fast. And, and it's, I mean, yeah. So you watch volleyball at that level and it just, it, it, it blows your hair back. But for some reason, uh, the, the majority of this country, they're like football, basketball, baseball. Everything else is meh. It's weird. I don't it understand is, it. It is weird. I don't understand why we don't have a quality domestic league. You, th- for those who don't know, you, the best leagues are in Italy and mm. Poland right. and Russia right. um, you know, and, and France. And yeah, like Ryan was playing in China, Hungary Brazil. and yeah, just yeah, all it's, over and the place. Yeah, and, but it's not – it's not the states, isn't it? Weird? And I wonder if it will ever be that. I don't know. I probably not. I, I mean, hope it's so. it's been thirty, forty years that I just keep waiting for it to come around, and it. I don't know. It's the weirdest thing to me. I don't get it because it's so. I mean, basketball is fun, and baseball can be fun, but baseball is kind of dry. You know, it's a three-hour whatever. It's a long. Yes, the younger you know, generation is struggling with it. Yeah, right. I, I love the Mariners. Mm. I don't watch full games during the regular season very often. Yeah, I'm catching a couple innings here and there, maybe throwing it up. Right. But it's like, it's tough. Isn't it funny? It's tough. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, there's. It's not like there's uh, pro teams here in in the in America and right. Kennedy Eschenberg, women's volleyball player for BYU, just signed with a team in Germany. It's midseason. She just went right over. Boom. Wow. She's in Germany playing. <laughs> While Zach looks for uh, to get into dental schools. Which is so crazy because she doesn't probably speak the language and she doesn't. Sprachen Sie Deutsch? Nein. <laughs> That's about right? it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Beef meat. Yeah. I, I <laughs> <laughs> Let's tell that story. Okay. <laughs> Steve Reinflesch played on the men's team a couple years ago, and we were like, Reinflesch? Is that like – that German, what does that mean? You know, and, and someone told us it means beef meat. <laughs> so he was like six nine, super long arms, backup oppo. He would come in, and so every time it'd be like, "Here's Steve Reinflesch," and you would immediately go, "Beef meat, beef meat." Yeah, it's so great. 
what at what point did uh, you feel extremely comfortable, like you said, with being who you are, which is you want to you, you be like you're hanging out on the couch just watching or you're at the beach and you're just playing and you're just commenting on your friends going, where you could quote movies. Mm. You can say, oh, that was gnarly. You can make a doppelganger reference. Right. Like, was that early? Was you that know quick? what? Yeah, from the beginning. I, I literally would like, have a thought or see something and be like, oh my gosh. Because in my life right now at 51, every situation in my life is like, oh, that's Seinfeld. Oh, that's Friends. Oh, mm-hmm. that's this movie. That's that movie. Everything points to something I've watched at some point in my life. I wish I had a photographic memory with stuff that could you make me money. You have an 80s and 90s <laughs> I don't know what it movies is. and TV show. Right. It's know. like, yes, you have a gift in, a, in an area that will never make you a dime. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, that's great. But I, I yes, you know, it does. <laughs> I get a little bit, a few bit. dimes. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. But I mean, yeah, it's not like I could go and and uh, work at some at some company back east and you know whatever. But uh, they just turned to look at you. What situation is? This? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I it was from the beginning where I would I would throw something out and then just wait. Am I going to get in trouble? Are they going to say, hey, you can't talk about movies. Like from Chris or Jason? Whoever, yeah, Jason. Yeah. Like somebody just be like, hey, no, keep it to volleyball. I'm waiting for that. And then I'm hearing laughter in the truck or whatever. And, and I'm like, okay. Well, that was the feedback you needed? Yeah. And and then and then I'm like, oh, you, you want me to come back? I, I can do another one? Okay, yeah, all right. And so it just kind of morphed into that where – and now it's like almost like – pressure for me to like find stuff for us to talk about because I'm like it's it's expected <laughs> now and deliver. yeah like dance monkey boy and I'm ah but no I it's still fun for me and I, I love to do that for whatever reason I don't know you call it a gift I I see people and I'm like oh you look just like or you act like or you walk or move like mm-hmm. and then and most people they're like oh totally as soon as I bring it up or say it I have people tweeting me, friends, you know, from this volleyball community that we're talking about. They're like, oh, my gosh, what you said about Frodo or whatever it was. <laughs> They're like, that was so perfect. So anyway, it, I don't know. It's just fun. And it's it's nice. People are have been so amazing. I haven't really had anybody that's like, you know, I can't watch you. You suck. Like, you're not fun. You're dumb. No one's really ever – and maybe people are thinking well, I'm that. I'm glad but. you haven't had that. <laughs> <laughs> we have that one trucker that's come up and he's made a couple yeah, comments like, you I, guys should do this and stop doing that. handwritten letters that are – Do you fun. really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe you guys just hide them from me because I'm so fragile. Oh, and no, no, I appreciate no. that. No, no, no. <laughs> it's mostly BYU Sports Nation. But oh, okay. Well, I love a good handwritten letter because it, it wow. means they're either going to love me or hate me. Wow. And when they hate me, it's actually funny. Oh, my god! I've hung some of these up. <laughs> you're, you're you think of... you're funny. You're so sarcastic. What? Too really? Bit, whatever. Oh, yeah. no. I love it. Oh, no. I love it. Yeah, see, that I would just curl up and just cry and go to fetal position and just suck my thumb and, and feel bad <laughs> for myself. Not again, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I know, Not right? after the episode of 2012. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's fun because that's one of my favorite things. And honestly, like half the time you make an 80s and 90s movie reference, if I haven't seen it, I have no clue. Yeah, you're like, so I'm I, just quiet. I'm I just wonder like, if anybody's going to. Yeah, just crickets. But, but people do. <laughs> yeah. Like, just because I don't get it doesn't mean I'm going to blow it up. Like, Well, you're quite a bit younger than me, so that it makes sense. Just 13 right? years. Okay. Well, that's all, right? Number. I was born in 70, so I grew up literally in the 80s. Like yes. all the 80s movies I've watched a Late million 80s, times. Late 80s, I'm like six, so I'm catching some of that. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Like 89, I'm like, yep, I went and saw Ninja Turtles, the live action movie in the theaters. <laughs> like, Turtles. someone someone tweeted, say that, like, date yourself by naming a movie you saw in theaters. Mm. And that was mm. the one that came to mind where I was like, that's the earliest movie I can remember. Oh, wow. Like 89 or something. But I think, like, Close Encounters or E.T. or something. I, well, okay, what was that... E.T. like in the theater, by the way? Oh, amazing. I mean, anything from Stephen, so King, uh, Stephen King, anything from and him <laughs> Steven too. Spielberg, it was just like everybody just rushed to get there and yes. get in line. And that's the thing. Back then it was lines. Like you, right. Santa Barbara had a really cool theater where the, they, they did the whole roof so it looked like stars. It looked like you were in the open air mm. and it had balconies and stuff like a Spanish. It was really, that's really cool. It was a beautiful theater. Like an opera or something. And it, yeah. And it, <clears throat> it is, uh, I think they only use it now for either premieres or for like plays and stuff. Oh, but wow. when I was a kid, Star Wars, 77, I'm six years old. Maybe I remember that, mm. or maybe I'm thinking of Empire or Return of the Jedi, because I remember being in line all the way around the block. Like, like, are they really going to let, are we going to have enough room to get into there? We're so far back. You just want to get in. You don't care what seat. Oh, now it's man. like, if I don't see it on, sit on row J, right. 10 through 19, I'm not If going. I'm not on the aisle, yeah, yeah. right? I, I my big bucket of popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, too. I, I will not go to a movie without popcorn and candy and drinks. And But now I sneak my, can I say that? I sneak my candy in. Is that wrong? It doesn't. I'm a bad person. But no, uh, <laughs> come on, that's a piece of that's that's an American institution. I'm like, in I'm not paying them. five bucks for red vines or a dollar twenty five at Walmart. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Okay, so you become super comfortable with like doing this, doing this. That one time I was told uh, by a previous boss, he said, "I just want you to know that I'll never take you and Steve off volleyball, men's volleyball." And I was like, "Oh, that's really nice of you to say." Of just like, you know what? Let's just not mess this up. So yeah, that's, right. That's our rallying cry in 2022, Steve, is don't mess it up. You're don't right. say anything that would take you off the air. <laughs> Every once in a while, when I was a coach, uh, if I had a good rapport with my team, we would when we would huddle, we'd say something, you know, to get us all, you know, pumped up or whatever. And then when I was coaching the boys, like my son's team, I'd be like, all right, let's go on three. Don't suck. You know, and there's like, one, two, three, don't suck. And then the other team's like looking over. It's like, what? And it just, it's a silly thing, but it's funny, right? It's like, what? You don't suck. That You can't say that. What? But it just, it's yeah. It's positive. That was not negative. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Trying to get a positive by saying a negative. Yeah, but that's my personality, right? Like, I'm just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit off cue, I guess. Okay, I don't feel like you've missed a match in the whole time I've been doing it. Have you met? Do you miss matches ever? Have you missed a match? Ever? I was just talking to I think. Are you the Cal Ripken of volleyball? Anyway? It's weird, but through stage four brain cancer, uh, there was a time, and no, I think Harrison was the was the producer at that time, and so you and I were probably working together. But I had the stomach flu really, really bad. I mean, I was throwing up all day, and. And now it's like 2 p.m. and now it's 3 p.m. And I'm like, I've got to get in the shower by 4 if I'm going to get down to BYU in time. And I'm like, I'm throwing up again. I'm like, oh, my gosh. what? And I'm getting a blessing and I'm, and I'm talking to people and I'm praying to myself. Like, Come on, Heavenly Father, help me. I, I, gotta, I can't miss. I got to do UCSB and, and BYU. I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember <laughs> what the match what? was. But I sat there with a trash can right next to me for the whole broadcast. Oh, wow. Thank heavens I didn't need to use it because mm. that would have been embarrassing. But I would have right in front of four or 5,000 people bah, into the thing and then like, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I got through it. And, and that was about as close as I ever have been that I can remember. Other, 
the cancer, I remember that was hard for me to like put words together sometimes and and have like a clear. In fact, I'm different now. I don't know if you can tell if it's different or not, but I'm not. I'm a little more careful because I used to just start sentences not knowing where I was going, and it would just every it Michael would, Scott. It would magic. Well, yeah, hopefully a little better than him, but uh, <laughs> it would magically just turn out to be funny or or poignant or whatever. And now, like, I can just start talking, and then my my brain's like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to finish the sentence. And then I'm just like, uh, dead air. And I'm. do you remember me telling you? Right? I, maybe the first one after all the stuff was going on, the first match we did, I was like, hey, Jerem, dude, I'm leaning on you hard because I'm really scared that I'm going to embarrass myself. So, and I remember I was yep. like, I was, I was taking, they had me taking steroids and stuff for whatever, and I was big. Like, I was like 250, 260. And, uh, you got a gnarly scar on your head. Yeah. Well. And my head was shaved yep. and it was just, yeah. Yep. And, uh, it, but I was like, I'm going, if they want me, I'm, I'll be there. I'm coming. But I was so We scared. never even talked about not using you as long as you felt comfortable. Well, and I was and, scared, and, but yeah. And let's go back to, the, let's go back to this. What year <clears> is this again? Remind me. So it was, 18? no, it was 2015. It's been, Seven years. So, if you want, I'll just break the story down let's, real quick. Let's for you. do it. All yeah. right. This is, and to me, Steve, this is one of the craziest situations we have ever encountered here with somebody, and this was life-threatening and scary. Oh. And you didn't even miss a match. It's weird, right? Crazy. I think about it, and I'm like, man, really? I, I don't think I did. I don't think I missed one match. You didn't. I had never heard of anybody surviving stage four brain cancer when they when they diagnosed me, and so I thought. Ooh. Hold on. Tell the people how that happened. Okay. You just like end so I'll up back in a up a little further. Yes. So yes. I'm uh I'm working here in Provo uh at a solar company and we're trying to do uh instead of going door to door, we're we're call, cold calling or whatever, trying to generate business at this uh, solar company. So I'm right down uh down the street really and uh and I'm sitting there typing in my in my computer and I look at the screen because I was doing something else while I was typing and it's all gibberish. And I'm like, what? So I'm like, backspace, backspace, backspace. (laughs) And I start over again and I look back at the screen and it's just gibberish. And I'm like, is somebody messing with me? Like, what's up with my keyboard? And so I try again and, and I'm watching my fingers now and they're not moving very well. And I'm like, man, that's weird. So I get my phone out and I text my wife and I my thumbs aren't working. Like I can't text my wife. And I'm like, dude. So I'm sitting fairly close to a, a guy. Uh, we're both doing the same job. And I, I lean over and I go, Jason, dude, I can't text. Like I can't type and I can't text. And he's in the middle of doing his thing. He's like, man, that's a bummer. And he just goes back to work. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, well, thanks for most, that. Most probably would, right? <laughs> right? That's rough. Yeah. And, uh, and then – that was how it started. That was the first thing I remember. I'm like, man, that's just weird. And, uh, and this is in November. And so I remember, and I, I'm drinking a soda, and I, uh, I'm outside talking to somebody. And all of a sudden, I remember starting to feel really cold down my chest. And I look down, and I'm pouring my soda down my chest while I'm talking to whoever. And they're looking at me with this, like, wide-eyed scary look on their face and I look down I'm like what in the heck and I'm 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 embarrassed and I'm like huh that was weird and I'm like what was that and then there, I, I don't know how I'm going to explain this over radio but 
every once in a while, I would turn my head and my hand would be like right by my head and it would scare me to death. Like, like my hand, like, I, I don't even know how to explain that other than it was really strange. So huh. all these cognitive things started to happen. So, and, and I was drinking a lot of energy drinks at the time and, and I was, and I had just probably about six months earlier started taking Adderall for my job to kind of help me focus and whatnot, a little bit of ADD. And so I'm like, this is a bad batch of Adderall. I need, maybe I need another energy drink. Like this is a bad energy drink. Or, you know, like I kept trying to explain my way out of it. It's not mm-hmm. me. It's something else that's, that's causing this. Anyway, that Friday I had a, a steak volleyball tournament thing and I was the guy right in my ward that was, you know, going to carry us to victory. And, um, and I told my friend, I said, Hey, I, I, I can't make it. Something's going on with me. I don't know what it is, but I can't, I can't even like set a ball. I can't throw a ball. Like something's going on. He's like, whatever. So I show up, uh, and I literally, I just embarrassed myself. And I remember the, the guy, he was my home teacher. He's like yelling at me, come on, get your serve in. And I'm like, I couldn't serve the ball over the net. It was weird. And so the next day we had, a, a, my wife's aunt had passed away. So we had to go to her funeral. So this is, no, sorry. That was Thursday night. Cause this is now it's Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th, 2015, October. And uh, so we go to this, we go to the, the, the viewing and everything, the funeral, and then we have a lunch after in the church. And I'm sitting there, and it happened three times. I put my hand in my salad, not knowing. And my poor niece is sitting across from me. He's like, Uncle Steve, why do you keep putting your hand in your salad? And I'm like, oh, I'm just messing around. And I'd clean my hand off in my sleeve, and then, bunk, it'd go right back in. And my wife went to go chase. We, our sixth child was only six months at the time, and so... She went to go chase the other kids or something in the hallway, and I, I leaned over to her parents, and I said, hey, I'll be back in a minute. Just tell Jen I'll, I'll be back. And I literally got up, and I went to my car, and I drove myself to the emergency room. And I, and I sat – I remember I went there, and I told the lady at the, the front office or whatever kind of, hey, there's something's going on with me. I don't know what it is, but I, I think I need to get a scan or something. So I give her all my information or whatever, and I sit down for a minute, and they call me over to another window – and this lady starts asking me questions. I couldn't, it was weird. I literally, I got to a safe place, right, the emergency room, and my brain just shut down. I couldn't remember what day it was. I couldn't remember the president. I couldn't remember, I don't even think I knew my own name or something. It was weird. Like I was, like I literally, like, like power down. And so they put me in a, uh, they put me in a, a wheelchair and they wheeled me up and, uh, and I think I, I think the first lady I talked to, I said, this is my wife's name and here's her cell phone number. Maybe just let her know because <laughs> I just kind of peaced out and left. And so uh, anyway, I went and got scanned and came out and then my wife's there and then her parents had come and, uh, and the doctor's like, well, it's, it's not a stroke. And we're like, oh, okay, well, that's good. But we did find three tumors in your brain and my wife just broke down. And I was like, ooh. That's not good. And then it ended up that they did another scan on me. Actually, there were six. Uh, three were pretty big. One of them was bleeding. It was about the size of a golf ball, and it was bleeding. And oh, that's wow. what was causing all the issues, all the all the cognitive issues that I was having. And so they, they scheduled me, I should say, uh, before that. So that night, my brother-in-law and my father-in-law uh, gave me a blessing. And uh, 
Yeah, it made me start crying. So he gives me a blessing that I'm going to, and this, I don't remember it because I'm like out of it at this point. Um, but I, uh, he said in that blessing that I was going to make a complete recovery and, uh, and everything. And, quite a thing to say, right? Right? Uh, really, really cool. And so, um, oh, and that's another funny thing. I, funny, not funny, whatever. I was drinking so many energy drinks, and I don't know people that, that drink too much caffeine. When you don't drink caffeine, the headaches are horrendous. So I, my biggest worry when I went into this hospital was like, you got to figure something out for me. So, cause I, I'm not, I haven't drank in my second energy drink today and I'm, my headache is going to be coming soon and you better figure something out for me. Cause it's going to be brutal. And they're, they're looking at me like I'm crazy, but I'm like, no, that's a big deal for me. Like, please help me anyway. So he gives me the blessing. I have the surgery the next day. They pull the one out. So I've got a, a huge J on the back of my head. My wife's name's Jen, so it works out. Or Jerem. I don't know. Maybe you guys could fight over <laughs> who's Jay Jen. that is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So anyway. So I, they uh, take one out? So they take that one out, <clears throat> and then I won't go through the whole thing of the, I think it was stereotactic radiation that they put me through. They, they, they built a mask. They snapped it together on my head and then screwed my head down to this table so I literally could not move. And then they did 25 minutes for each, so there's five tumors. So... Uh, of this radiation, like a laser beam straight into your head, mm. and you could feel like the heat. It was weird, uh, and it was probably the worst thing that had ever happened to me with the whole cancer and everything. It, that was brutal. That was really, really painful. So that was probably the worst thing. So I, I had the first one taken out. The other five radiated, or whatever, and uh, and then they scanned me again, and they they give me a couple different things. Nothing's working. And then they scanned me again, and I had eight new tumors pop up. And that was the time when I was like, oh, shoot. I so think. you had 14 total? At, Apparently, yeah. So I had the six, and then and then eight new ones had just popped up. Oh, my gosh. And so uh, that was the one moment where I was like, yeah, it looks like I'm probably going to be checking out of this place. You know, like, that's a bummer because I have this young family and everything. And I, I just, that, was the, that was a low point for you me. You think you're going to die? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there's no way. And so it was probably... A month or two later that the um, – because, again, they had these different, like, brand-new treatments they were trying, and nothing was was doing it. And then there was a brand-new treatment called Pembrolizumab or something like that, Pembro. And they said, we want to put you on that. It's in the chemo family, but you can't take chemo because it won't pass the blood-brain barrier, so it won't help you. So – and I was good. I'm not taking chemo. I won't – I've heard too many stories. I uh, No, thanks. Uh, but they said this other one, it is intravenous, uh, but uh, it's supposed to wake your brain up that there's an issue, and then the brain will fight it. So that was the same time I started taking uh, cannabis pills, and I really don't know which did the heavy lifting, but within two months of that, all the tumors were gone, and I've never had a tumor since. I've, ha- I've been scanned a billion times in five years, and, and I'm clean every time. Wow. Crazy. I mean, it was like... Scary, scary, scary. And then all of a sudden, it was like, oh, it's been three months. It's been six months. Uh, I got to get scanned again. And it's always scary because you're like, who knows? And they're like, yeah, everything's good. And so my five-year was uh, – because I think they – I think it was April when it came back a clean scan. So that's when they start the clock for five years. And so, yeah, this last April was my five-year mark. Crazy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Crazy story, huh? So, uh, yeah. I, oh, one last funny thing is uh, 
they're like, well, you know who Jimmy Carter is, right? I'm like, yeah, the president of the United States. Yeah, I've heard of him. And they're like, well, he's 90 or 91, and he has almost the exact same situation as you. We put him on this, and he's he, his cancer is gone. It's in remission, whatever. Uh, I don't think they say cancer-free, but, you know, uh, yeah. And he, like, came through it perfectly, like, right before I – I'm like, well, that's cool. Yeah, let's sign me up. Let's do it. If Jimmy anyway. Carter can do it, I can do <laughs> right? it. So, yeah, that was it. That was my uh, – I will tell you this. My wife had a way harder time with all this than I did. It was like a vacation for me. I'm, I, I can't. In what way? Well, I, I, I wasn't working. I was uh, – I just uh, – and with, with the cannabis pill, it, uh, it knocks you out. Like I was asleep most of the day. Mm. Um, and they got me on steroids, I guess, to try to help counteract whatever the side effects were for Pembro. And uh, – and so I was apparently like a total jerk. Like I don't remember, obviously, but my, impossible. My, my wife goes, if that ever happens again, yeah, you're moving to your sister's until it's over or something. Because she's like, <laughs> you are so hard to live with. I'm like, really? Oh, that's too bad. I'm sorry. You know, but I, I didn't know. Anyway, yeah, crazy. So you're doing good now, you said. Yeah. I mean, it's – You did uh, regular scans. I actually was supposed up. to have uh, – now it's like once a year. Uh, but and I, I think I missed my last one. I need to go. I need to go get it. Steve, I know that's that's so me, right? I'm like, eh. like the Brian Regan thing. I don't know why people don't get their vision checked. You know, ah, I don't have time. I'll see tomorrow. Like that's that's so me. Yeah. Anyway, that's incredible. So yeah. so I think I find out the next day or something, and I'm just like. Oh my gosh, what? Because the season's about to start in a couple it's months. It's October. Yeah. yeah. I'm not worried about the season. I'm worried but, about you. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but just, and, and you know, eventually we get to that of like, okay, what are we going to do? Because we can't use Steve. Like, we're not going to be able to use Steve. He has brain cancer. He's fighting through this. He's on. Somehow you don't miss a match. How did that happen? Like, how did you, how are you able to, while you're going through all this, yeah. still connect with BYU? And did you feel like you needed to, like you needed it? Um, it's literally like trying to go through of the last 20 years, it's all an amalgam. Like I can't remember years. I can't remember teams very well. It's all in the last five years is even worse. Like I'm trying to remember back on stuff and I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. But I know in that moment, I, I was so scared that if I did miss that somebody amazing was going to step in for a, a match or two and knock everybody's socks off. And, you know, someone's going to be Tom Brady and come in and be like, hey, Bledsoe, you were great, but uh, we got Tom now. And so Bledsoe, just right off into the sunset, would you? And I, that was my fear, was like, if you miss, you know, you're you're done. And, and I don't remember if it was when they pulled the one tumor out or if it was the radiation. It might have been the radiation. One of those things messed me up. Like I... For a long time, I had a really hard time putting sentences together. And and then – and I still have issues where – and it will be a, just a simple word um, like radio. Uh, and I'll be like, you know, that thing where uh, you can't see it, but it, you can hear it. And it's – you know, I'm trying to explain the word. And they're like, radio? Like, yes, radio. And they're, they look at me like, what? I'm like, ah, just forget it. The guy that I work with now, he's our lab director, super smart kid. And he knows now. Like, he's just like, it's almost a game now. He's like, is this what you mean? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, okay. Charades, right. Yeah. You know, it's weird. It still happens, like, more often than not, unfortunately. But it's way better than it has been. 
And and I there's so many people I talk to now because I throw that cancer card out. I'm like, I had brain cancer, you know, like, hey, leave me alone. And like my mom and my wife, even they're like, man, I wish I could throw that card around. I, I can't remember names and no, I can't remember don't. here or there. I know. I'm like, careful. No, you don't. Yeah, careful what you wish for. <clears throat> Did you feel like you – so you felt like you needed to come back in some form. You were, I, you were afraid. I you know I – You lose spot? Yeah. Oh, totally. Because mm. I, I – that's – I don't know. Because in the grand scheme, this did not matter, but it feels like it mattered to you. Oh, it totally did. It, I, I love this. I love being part of BYU Volleyball. I really do. Like I – this is why it's it, it irks me. Like my dad has this that he never – he got – he was alive and he never got his eagle and it just killed him that he never – he had a couple of merit badges in the project and then he could have gotten his eagle. He never did it and it just – so he pushed me hard to get my eagle because he didn't want that to happen to me. This is this is the eagle for me. Like I, the fact that I didn't I didn't push myself to play at BYU, which I I could have. I I, I don't know if I would have been a starter when I because there were some really good athletes that played for BYU. Always have been, but I know I could have made the team. And the fact that I I didn't chase that. Now as I'm 100 years old, now I look back and I'm like, dang it, you know. And so. And it's so hard with my son when I'm talking to him to not push too hard because that's what happened. He started playing at 10, and I started pushing. And then he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't like this game anymore. And he walked away. And then all of a sudden at like 15 or 16, he's 6'6", six, six, Dad, I think I want to play volleyball. I'm like, oh, of course you do. Now we got to start, and now we're five years behind. You know what I mean? Like it's that kind of thing. So I, it's uh, it's one of those things where I wish I had because – it it does it doesn't feel like I'm an imposter, but it, I I feel like I'm, you know what I mean? Like it's weird that I didn't play here, but I'm the color commentator for BYU sports, so it's kind of a weird thing for me, and I I, I just wish that I had done it just so I could say that I had and had those experiences, you know? Yeah, if that makes sense. And I can't believe I can't believe you didn't miss a match. Like it's just it's weird. You should have missed the whole season. I probably you know shouldn't I mean? have done one match, right? And but you somehow did that. I, I haven't gone back to to look at him or listen to him, so I don't know how bad it was. Uh, you probably carried the show. I, it, like you don't anyway. But I, like <laughs> no. for sure in that in that year, um, and that's the thing. You've been so amazing. Like no joke. Like this is, and this will make me cry too. You have been like my champion this whole time. Like it's been it's been really cool. So thank you for that, by the way. You got it, man. Yeah, man. Super good. Super you've, fun. Uh, you've become one of my best friends. Same here, brother. Same it's here. It's been so fun. And I look forward to hopefully 10 or 20 more years. Or right. I, whatever, as long right? as you guys keep inviting me back, <laughs> you know you know, I'll be here. Yeah. And it's been awesome, man. And and when people appreciate men's volleyball and and enjoy the broadcast, and it, it's just really special. It's like I what I don't want to do is get in the way. If we can amplify it in some way and make it more fun than it would have mm. been, great. Right. And and that's kind of our goal. Because I heard in the past, hey, if you notice the announcers, they probably didn't do a good job. And I thought, I don't necessarily believe that. Mm. I I want you to be with us right. and feel like you're courtside right. with me hanging out with Steve. That's right. like my mindset. Like, I, I don't want to get in the way. I want to be informative. I want to be fun. I want to be energetic. Right. 
I want to be fair to both teams. That's a big one too, right? An- another one that I- I've received some feedback that it's like, hey, you're a little too pro the other team. And I was like, there's yeah. nothing you could have said that would have complimented me more. <laughs> right. Because, yes, I'm pe- I'm a full-timer here at BYU. Right. I went to BYU. Right. I love BYU. Yeah, we're homers for I sure. No- but yes. we don't we don't come off as homers. Which we acknowledge is, greatness yeah. from both teams. Right. Because it's a good volleyball match, and that's what we want to talk about. Not yes. this or that. I don't right. want to sweep where BYU wins 25-0. Right. That's boring. Right. Like, and it's been so fun to establish these relationships and understand the tradition with with Pepperdine and UC Irvine and UCLA and everybody. Like, it's been in Hawaii. It's oh, been I know. Awesome. Yeah. Like, one one time, someone's, I think Jalen Reyes said, if you ever came to Honolulu and went to the Outrigger Club, you would be superstars. Like, they love BYU Men's really? Volleyball Watch. And I was oh, like, oh my God. I was like, what? Why? But, Oh, that's we just funny. have fun I didn't know doing that. it, and if other people like it, that's great. Oh my gosh! Because I don't. Yes, I don't want to get in the way. I just want to amplify the good of what we're seeing and the fun and the dramatic. When Kent Tuttle dives for a ball in like Am 2010 I, or whatever, and and gouges the, his head. Yes, and he gets like staples with no anesthesia <laughs> during the game and comes back. That? It's like, oh my gosh! When Grand Canyon take that football. <laughs> yeah, we're tough. He ended up playing in the G League, which is crazy basketball. Um, <laughs> Camden Gianni is a kid who literally uh, had cardiac arrest and had to be resuscitated at practice for Grand Canyon. We're telling his story, and he's going off against BYU. And he was good. He's amazing. We'll see him again this yeah. year, right? And then Sean Olmstead used his remaining challenges to slow down the game in the fifth, and BYU wins. Just barely, like, yeah. Just crazy. The one game where um, I think it was Stanford a couple years ago, which, by the way, Stanford's program came back. Oh, I'm so stoked. We thought we were losing it last so year. So stoked. We're holding up T-shirts. Yeah. We're, we're and John like Costi is one of the crying. coolest dudes, right? So great that he's still around. Their I'm program's so back. Like, yeah. they never went away. Whatever politicking happened worked. Like, it's great. There, I think it was Stanford. There, there was a kid who we're reviewing a play. It's the very last play of the match if BYU gets it. It skims off his head, and we couldn't really tell. Yeah. And then we start looking at it closer, and he puts his hands on his head. Yeah. And we're like, oh, he just told us he touched <laughs> You're it. Right. Just like all these little moments of, I don't, I'm not going to act like I know everything. Right, right. I, I'm not going to be a know-it-all. Right. I, I'm going to establish what I do know, but, like, let's just enjoy this together or ask questions that we don't know the answer to together. Yeah. And people tweet in and be like, it's this or it's this. It's like, great. Absolutely. Now I've learned. Absolutely. I love I, this like community experience we have. I, I don't I don't ever want to be the guy that's pounding his chest that I know everything and I know this, I know that. I don't I don't like that. Like the peacocking, that whole mm-hmm. thing. Just and so feathers. Yeah, like I don't I I and so when people are like, Oh, you totally missed that or I'm like, Did I what, what would you see? You know, and then we just talk about it or whatever. And and it's like better, in the moment. Yeah, right. And that's the thing. And we do have the ability to, to go back and look at the replay and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, it was this, not that or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, there's a ton of times when you look at me, you're like, Steve, what just happened? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure like, it out. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah, no, seriously. I don't know everything. Yeah, and, and that's okay. I yeah. mean, I don't think we're supposed to. And the guys that like try to come off, because there's nothing more embarrassing to me than being caught in a lie. Like me, like, oh, yeah, it's this. I know it's this. Yeah. And then, like, I didn't know that it was that, but I wanted to sound like I did. Yeah. And then it comes to the comes to light, and I was totally wrong. That's nothing to be more embarrassing. So I'm always, like, yeah. the other way. I'm like, I don't know. I had a certain BYU assistant coach uh, within the last year text me after a game and say, oh, it was it was this, this call that you were wondering. But, but the tone was, like, hey, you kind of should have known that. Oh, yeah. And, and I thought – 
that's fine. I don't know everything. I'm mm. here to f- learn too. I'm right. not worried about being right. I want to get it right. Like, right. That's fine. Absolutely. And so I, I wasn't bugged. I was like, that's fine. Okay. Now, now I've learned this Thanks. very specific thing in this right. very specific sport. Um, I understand that rule a little better now. So when it happens next time, I will know. Yeah. And that's totally fine. Uh, this just in. Calling volleyball is not the only thing we do here. Uh, there <laughs> right. are other avenues we have right. to understand. But, and it's all good. And there's nuance to everything. And, and But I enjoy that journey together. Yeah. And it was fun, I think, not this last Olympics, but 2016 hmm. in Rio. I looked at the Olympic volleyball roster for the U.S. And you and I had called games for all but two of those players. Isn't that crazy? And it was like two from the Miva or something. So cool. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That we have been able to watch these guys. And then when Team USA plays, it's personal. Yeah. It's like, we've seen these guys play. We know several of the players and coaches. Right, right. Um, some of which have BYU connections. Some are just MPSF guys. Yeah. Or big old MPSF, now Big West guys or whatever. Totally. Or came from the EIVA and they were cool mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. MPSF, like hardly anybody in volleyball is a tool. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's what my, Almost I love that. Yes. yes. That's such a big thing for me because some of the other sports, yeah, guys get, uh, they get the oh, God complex, whatever you want to call it, where they just, they think they're, they're everything to everybody. And I, I don't, most volleyball guys are not like that. They're super chill, funny, cool guys you want to hang out with. Yes. That's, and I love that because that's, that's what I want to be. I want to, I want to be someone that's like fun to hang out with, not someone that's like, ugh. Steve, shut up already. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Anyway. Yep. I love when some fans will be like, hey, they'll be walking out of the venue. Hey, can't wait to go home and watch it. And I'm like, <laughs> I love you. And also that's nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Whoa. you just watched it. <laughs> right. You want to watch it again, but hear the commentary. And yeah. it is fun. Some people pop in headphones and listen yeah, to the, I've heard it's that a too. little delay. I've probably had friends, thir- you know, 20, 30 seconds. Yeah. Friends come be like, I, you know, I, it's fun to watch live, but I, I want to hear you guys. I want to hear you guys. <laughs> You know, talk very about flattering. the match. It's yeah. very flattering. Yeah. And then having players from other teams come and be like, "Hey, now I that's, just, I've been watching you since I was this big, and I it's such a it's such a pleasure to me." And I'm like, yes. "Like we're like like celebrities or something." Thanks for being. Uh, I'm like, awesome. wow, yeah, yeah. Kyle and, Russell, uh, who played at UC Irvine, now playing in Korea. He's really good. I uh, had some U.S. time. You called him Freddie Mercury in there because that's who he looks like, <laughs> and it just stuck, man. It was good. Um, yeah, there have been some fun ones over the year. Well, yeah, so we, Ron Weasley sticks out. I can't even remember who it was, but it's like, I'm like, there are times where I'm like, we're towing the line, which is yeah. fun. Well, there, and the thing is, though, most of them, because I'm like, ah, that guy's going to probably not like me, you know? And then he'll come up after and be like, oh my gosh, you said this and we were dying. I thought it was so funny. There's one coach from one program that. I know exactly who you're Yeah, about. and. <laughs> He thought we were picking on him or picking on his team or whatever. Yes. And and I was like, no, I promise you that's not – we do that with everybody. Yes. And and sadly for you, and this will probably, you know, to this guy, it will probably embarrass you to know everybody loves it. And everybody thinks it's so funny and cool. And it, and it, it, it uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, it brings us together kind yeah. of a thing. And for whatever reason with this guy, I don't know if he just had a chip on his shoulder or what. It, it did not do that for him. He was pretty bitter. Yes. But everybody else, they just love it. And I, I think that's so great because that's how I would be. If somebody – if I look like somebody or whatever, I did something and and they made fun of me making a mistake or whatever, like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you're spot on. That's exactly what that yes. looked like. <laughs> uh, I would like to inform you that this head coach's 
is on a team that BYU plays this year, and mm. we will see him in promo for a yeah. broadcast. Yeah, I yeah. think he's gotten over it. It's been a few years. He's kind of that guy, though. So I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think they're probably a little better this year. So maybe maybe he'll. This team is better. Yeah. Yes. So maybe you that'll know, calm him we, down a little bit. You and I know who we're talking about. Yeah. We're being extremely vague on purpose. <laughs> yeah. We don't not want an this certain person. Well, no, to, that's not going to listen. Because well, it definitely wouldn't. It would not help they're our not relationship. Be to this podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, let's, yeah, that's let's, probably true. Let's, or they're like, I can't stand that guy. I'm going to listen to this one. Yeah. Well, um, Steve, you got a big family, by the way. You got six kids, man. I do. I got a girl, boy, and then girl, 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 girl. So that was like eight, but oh yeah, we we got a lot of kids. I love that you had six kids. Yeah, that's how many you have on a volleyball court. Yeah, there you go. I had to have those. Yeah, because I by the time my youngest is ready to go, I'm gonna have to be a coach because I'm gonna practically be in a wheelchair by then. So, because yeah, she was she was late in my life. What was I forty? Four, almost 45 when she was uh, born. Yeah. Mm. Crazy. Yeah, I'm old. Well, here we go. 14, 14th season of BYU men's volleyball. Yeah. It's going to be fun. So man. fun. It's going to be great. Steve, thanks for the time. Uh, Thank like you. Like I said, you become one of my best friends. And right back so at you. I look forward to men's volleyball so much. And the fact that you survived brain cancer is a, just an incredible miracle. It just is. And I didn't know some of those details. Yeah. Like 14 t- tumors. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. One point, I think the doctor said it was my brother-in-law and my sister were in the room. I don't even remember it. He tells me. He's told me this. He's like, yeah, they basically said we've done everything we can do. Uh, just go to, go home and, uh, oh. and uh, you know, get your affairs in order kind of a thing. And uh, I was like, he really said that? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah. He goes, yeah, it was, uh, it was bleak. It did not look good. And I was like, oh, boy. So, yay. Yay for me. I'm so – it's weird because now my little – my six-month-old is now uh, six, coming on seven. And I, the thought of not having those five years – mm-hmm. of course, all my other kids too. But, you know, she wouldn't have even known who I was. Like yep. it's like it's weird to me to think that it, it, it could have been, uh, you know, a showstopper. But I got lucky. But it was I got lucky. Yeah, for real. It's beautiful, man. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Okay, that'll do it for us. Listen to previous episodes of Deep Blue on the BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. For Steve Vale, uh, for producer Corbin Radford, I'm Jerem Jordan. You've just listened to Deep Blue on BYU Radio.